Hey now, what up though? It's Jay Scott Smith here, the host of the People's Podcast, JSC Radio. And you might be wondering why I call it the People's Podcast. Well, I've got a brand new reason for me to call it the People's Podcast because I'm putting the future of this show into your hands. This show is now on Patreon. And what Patreon is, it's going to help you the JSC Radio listener, the JSC Radio follower and fan contribute to the show in whatever way you see fit. That's right, looking for people to help keep this show moving. Whether you want to donate $1 an episode, hell, $1 a month for $5 per episode, I'll shout you out on this show and you'll even be able to vote on exclusive polls and exclusive half episodes that's right jsc exclusives you'll get to hear those half episodes before anyone else for ten dollars or more per episode now it gets fun because you get to be a sponsor on this show you got a business you want me to talk about it i want you to sponsor my show for ten dollars hit me up send me the script i'm putting you over plus you get all the other cool stuff that comes with it $25 an episode, same thing applies, except this time you will become an official segment sponsor. Do you want a segment of this show sponsored by your business? Of course you do. That's why you want to hit me up on Patreon. For more information on how to become a sponsor of JSC Radio, go to patreon.com slash JSC Radio. Patreon.com slash JSC Radio, and you can truly help this become the People's Podcast. This is JSC Radio. One artist that you interviewed, which this interview, I mean, on BET, R. Kelly. <laughs> I mean, that was such, I mean, that was like watching, you know, a 10-car pileup, like at <laughs> one time. Do you like teenage girls? When you say teenage, how are we talking? Girls who are teenagers. 19? 19 and younger. I have some 19-year-old friends. What were you thinking during that interview? Because it seemed like every question you asked R. Kelly, he asked you to define it. It was about being a cat burglar and not letting him know that he played himself. And even though I made that face, what I'm thinking is, don't make a face. Don't let him see that he just did something really stupid. Because if I give it away, then he's going to know and then he's going to change his tone or he's going to leave or something. And the, the small face that I made was even in me trying consciously to say, don't make a face. So it was just constantly to not let him know what he was doing and what he was saying was crazy. Check it out. This is JSC Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Children of all ages. Hey now, my name is Jay Scott Smith, and I damn sure know what a teenager is. And this is the 45th episode of the People's Podcast. This is JSC Radio. Hey now, how the hell is everyone doing? Clearly, they're having a hell of a lot better week than a lot of famous black male knuckleheads, and I'm going to get into a couple of them on this week's show. First, I want to thank each and every one of you who supports this show every single week, 
getting at me on the mothership. That's jscottsmith.com. Thank you. Damn it, thank you. Of course, you know, you can follow me on the Twitter machine at jscottsmith. You can follow the show on Twitter at JSC Radio. And I want to thank each and every person who's downloaded this show, each and every person who subscribes to this show on iTunes, a.k.a. Apple Podcasts. You can, all you got to do is just drop in JSC Radio, bam, and you don't have to do anything else. The show pops up a new episode every single week. To those of you who listen on SoundCloud at soundcloud.com slash JSC Radio, thank you once again for all of your damn support. To everybody who's on Stitcher Radio, Thank you very much to all of you Android users on Google Play. Damn it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. As I'm recording this, before we get off into what this show is about, and by the way, yeah, we, I, I am feeling a little old school wrestling right now. I, I am feeling like I'm beautiful Bobby out here with the Midnight Express. I will say this. In the midst of recording this show, as I'm about to start this show, O.J. Simpson just got granted parole after nine damn years in the pokey out in Nevada or Nevada whichever OJ Simpson is going to walk free from jail on parole on October 1st he will have served nine years of a 33 year sentence for bursting into a hotel room back in 2008 with a bunch of goons with guns to get some sports memorabilia of his back. It was stupid. We talked about it way the hell back then, and that's going to be, that's really going to be the focus of episode 45. We're, we've always been a sports show that wasn't a sports show, and this week is for damn sure going to be a sports show that's not a sports show. Now, I will say this, though. What we've got going on here this week, for the first time, because you know, these milestone episodes, there's always going to be a little something special. This will be the first time I get to introduce y'all, you newcomers, all you guys who weren't around back then. This will be the first time I get to introduce y'all to Feel the Hunger Radio, a podcast slash internet show that me and the homie DJ Cut Nice, shout out to him back in Lansing, Michigan, did from 2007 to about 2013. It's a hip-hop show. And in all honesty, it's a show I would love to eventually do again. Because I love me some hip-hop. But that's another conversation for another time. What the hell's that got to do with the subject matter of this show? Well, the subject matter of this show is, as you heard there in the open, dealing with one Robert Kelly and one Michael Vick. What does that have to do with Feel the Hunger Radio, you ask? Well... At the time that show was out, we weren't just simply a hip-hop show. We were all-purpose. We talked about all sorts of insane things. And we were on air the day R. Kelly got acquitted in 2008. And I had a meltdown for the ages. Here's the funny thing. Everything I said then pretty much would apply to now. So, a little bit later on in this segment, you're going to hear... From 2008, J. Scott Smith losing his shit over R. Kelly. But before I get to that point, you heard the start of the show. You heard the intro. That was Torre talking about his now infamous interview with R. Kelly 
where you heard the question. Do you like teenage girls? When you say teenage, how are we talking? I don't think you get me. He asked this dude, do you like teenagers? Most cases, if you ask a grown man, is he sexually attracted to teens? Generally, the answer is very quickly no. There, there shouldn't be any sort of hedging or hesitation. You immediately say no, and then you cuss that person out for asking you such an offensively terrible question. The only two instances I can think of in the last decade of guys being publicly asked that question and not answering it, like, right away with a stiff and emphatic no were R. Kelly and Jerry Sandusky. This all stems, and as we all know by now where this is coming from, this all stems from the piece that showed up in BuzzFeed to start this week, and it laid out that pretty much R. Kelly has changed his modus operandi around after nearly a quarter century of chasing around and tooling around and trolling high school parking lots and going after girls who were clearly underage. In most states in this country, for those of you listening overseas, in most states in this country, the legal age of consent is 16. Some states it's 17, some states it's 18. But most it's 16. In Illinois, where he's from, it's 16. Well, he would often find young ladies that were far younger than that age of consent. We like to act stunned and shocked. We like to just carry on as if this wasn't a big deal. R. Kelly has always been a scumbag. Always. This is, this is unequivocal. He's always been a scumbag. He's always been a pederast scumbag. This is not up for debate. A lot of us knew as far back as the mid-1990s, which is now more than 20 damn years ago. In fact, closer to 25 than 20 that R. Kelly was out here constantly trolling for teenage girls. He married Aaliyah when she was 15 years old. Age of consent in Illinois and Michigan where she was living in Detroit. For damn sure wasn't 15. He secretly married her. It's like he was trolling us and laying all these breadcrumbs out here all along. Remember the name of Aaliyah's first album? Age Ain't Nothing But A Number. I picked up on that when that album first came out and you could see R. Kelly lurking in the background on the cover of the damn album. This frustrates me to no end. And that's what the, the clip I'm going to play for you from 2008. It's a few minutes, but it's worth it. The clip I'm going to play for you for 2008 kind of goes into this. R. Kelly got acquitted. And he walked. And there were people who were willing to just say, Well, he was acquitted. He's not guilty. That means he didn't do it. Well, we all know that's not true. We saw the same tape. The dude went on BET and did an interview with the exact same hairstyle he had in the damn tape. I don't need to rehash that tape. It was R. Kelly doing things 
that we all know it's all been documented the last 15 years. I don't need to go into it. I don't need to sit here and rehash what he did. I don't need to pull out Dave Chappelle. We don't need to do any of that. We know what he did to that young girl. But yet for years and years and years, and this is prior to the tape, for years and years and years, R. Kelly had been just a habitual line stepper to the point where he had essentially gotten away with whatever the hell he wanted to get away with with young girls. People often looked the other way or did, as we often do, blame the young ladies. When you think about all the times we heard the girls were fast, they were fast. And even now, with this story about him basically preying upon girls who were just barely legal, they're 17, 18 years old, he starts grooming them around 17, they turn 18, 19, bam, got them. Pulls them off to join, they called it a cult. I would say he pretty much is just making good old-fashioned sex slaves out of them. Doesn't have to be a cult, but let's just call it what it is. He doesn't let them outside, he keeps them hidden, he's super secretive, and he's just basically hoarding young women who all seem to fall into the same kind of pattern. Young women looking to get into the music industry, and their parents, including one of them who foolishly said, well, he was acquitted, so I just assumed he didn't do it. Here's what I'll say about that. The cop who murdered Philando Castile was acquitted. George Zimmerman, the scumbag who murdered Trayvon Martin, was acquitted. The guys who beat up Rodney King, the officers who beat up Rodney King, were acquitted in 1992. Let somebody walk up and tell you to move on. They were acquitted. Nothing to see here. They were not guilty. And see how quickly you want to tear off their face with your bare hands. R. Kelly was acquitted. He was also guilty. And he's been able to just roam around for the better part of a decade. He changed up the hustle a little bit. And now he pulls in women who are of age, but still very vulnerable. And he takes advantage of that. And this whole, well, they're grown women. What, what's the problem? They're grown women. They're consenting adults. Why are we assuming they're consenting to this? Why is there this odd notion that, strangely enough, a woman in this country doesn't seem to have the agency to be able to determine what to do with her own body in terms of getting pregnant, in terms of birth control, in terms of making her own decisions? But strangely enough, once she's of a certain age, she clearly consents to anything. If she had a problem with it, she would leave, right? If she had a problem with it, she'd just tell him to stop doing it, right? If she had a problem with it, she would just simply walk away from the boyfriend who's beating her, right? Just because you're an adult does not mean you're consenting to certain things, especially when you're of a certain age, because there's a big difference between a 19-year-old and a 29-year-old. Old people, elderly people, can be coerced and forced into doing things they don't want to do, and then under duress be told, if anybody asks you, you better say you're happy here. This is checkers. It's not chess. So yes, we get a chuckle out of R. Kelly saying, what's a teenager? What, 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 what do you exactly call a teenager? We all get a kick out of Torre looking at R. Kelly like he done lost his damn mind. But this is very real. And if you think I'm worked up about this now, let's jump in the Wayback Machine and head back to June 2008 when R. Kelly got acquitted 
in his sexual abuse trial. Check it out. Dateline Chicago, June 13, 2008. Coming from the Chicago Tribune, a Cook County jury in Illinois, obviously, acquitted R&B superstar R. Kelly of his child pornography charges, marking the end of a high-profile trial rich in courtroom drama and celebrity intrigue. Now, for those of you who have been living under a rock for the better part of this decade and don't exactly know what this whole R. Kelly thing is about, yonder 2002, a video, a mysterious video, started showing up on the internet. Uh And still photos started showing up on the internet of R. Kelly engaging in random acts of freakery with women. Now, mind you, R. Kelly was in his early 30s and was married at the time. But, you know, why let that stop you? And That's not cool. But at least two of them looked like they were of age. So all he was doing was just cheating on his wife. So he, he wasn't committing any legal crimes here. But then the video showed up of him and what appeared to be either a 13 or 14-year-old girl. No, unacceptable. And, um, and boom goes the dynamite. It's become one of the most infamous videotapes in the history of the internet, essentially. Where Mr. Kelly was having all sorts of sexual relations with this 14-year-old girl, which, by the way, of course, you, if you haven't figured out, is horridly illegal. And at the end of it, as is well-documented, dude, after he got done doing his thing with this 14-year-old girl, he then urinated on the 14- or 13-year-old girl. That's totally messed up. R. Kelly, as you can have anybody who's seen the video, R. Kelly... Take a really good look at the tape. Look square into the camera. He's a bona fide. Square into the camera numerous times while he's doing this. And so does the girl. His main defense of this whole thing was that it wasn't him. That was his only defense. He couldn't tell you where he was at the time. He can't produce any proof of what he was doing. His defense was that it wasn't me. Like Shaggy, it wasn't me. That's some old bullshit. It wasn't me. That, that was his whole thing. It wasn't me. Somehow, he, along with his lawyers, managed to convince 12 people that it wasn't him. If you've ever seen that tape, if you've ever seen a picture of R. Kelly, you know damn well that was R. Kelly. I continue the story from the Chicago Tribune. Jurors put little stock in the prosecution's star witness, the woman who claimed she participated in sex acts with both Kelly and the underage girl. And because the alleged victim and her family denied she was the woman in the video, jurors' sense of reasonable doubt had strong, held strong. You know, never mind that all you got to do is look at the person in front of you and look at the tape. This ain't one of those things where they look markedly different. They looked exactly the same. The initial vote after the case went to the jury was 10-2 in favor of acquittal. Subsequent votes during the heated but civil deliberations moved back and forth, but not very far. One white female juror said the jurors shared their opinions but never saw anything conclusive. These people have to be blind. Are you high? For real. The 41-year-old singer, real name Robert Kelly, long denied the charges that he videotaped himself engaging in a variety of sex acts with his then underage goddaughter. This was his goddaughter. What? Damn. The jury of nine men and three women deliberated for seven and a half hours before finding Kelly not guilty on all 14 counts. R. Kelly was found not guilty because they had, quote, the best jury that Cook County could produce. Obviously, this comes from R. Kelly's attorney, who probably just became a very, very popular man in the Kilpatrick household in Detroit. Unethical. Two things happened today. R. Kelly got his name back, and his goddaughter never had to lose hers. That's not cool.
She lost her dignity and a whole lot of other things in the past few years. Prosecutors struck a somber note about a case that lasted more than six years, using their statements to thank witnesses, profess faith in their case, and acknowledge they had an uphill fight to prove it. No, they didn't. No, that's baloney. That was about as easy a layup as you could ever get in life, and you blew it. How did you blow that, all right? Whoever, whoever, they, oh, in fact, here it is, Cook County State Attorney Richard Devine, you need to lose your job, buddy. How do you get beat on the it wasn't me defense? Here's R. Kelly. Here's the tape. R. Kelly has the same hairstyle now that he had in the tape. Damn. You mean to tell me that that's not it? Jesus. What the hell, Chicago? Are you high? For real. Because you know what kind of door this is open. Do you know what kind of door this is open? If that was an ordinary dude, oh, he's uh, he, he would have went. He's in jail. It wouldn't have been no six you know years dragging it out. He'd have been in jail in 2003. Oh, yeah, man. Oh, man. He would have been in. They, they would have took him to jail before. Without the trial. trial, it would have been like, wait a minute, we saw you in the tape. Your ass is going to jail, buddy. That's the end of the discussion. R. Kelly and the people who make the excuses similar to like the Boondocks episode, but he's a genius. And he's done all this great music. I don't give a damn what he's done. Put this in your perspective. If you've got a child, yeah, if you've got a daughter, all right, or if you've got a niece or or you've got a, a younger female cousin like I do, this, this man in here has got two, two little girls of his own. You think about that. Does it really matter? How? What kind of music he's done? Hell no! If that dude did that to your little girl, you would not be sitting there saying, "But he's the Pied Piper R&B." I'd be the Pied Piper whipping his ass. But, but he's such, he's done such great music. People trying to make it seem like this dude was on, was like being racially profiled or something. This dude was on tape peeing on a 14 or 13 year old girl who happened to be his goddaughter for God's sake. That's that's, that's not cool. Man, that's sick. Dude. I don't care what that jury said. Somehow they managed to find 12 people who could get Jedi mind trick into believing that that wasn't him on the tape. We'd we'd still be sitting there deliberating because there's no way you could convince me it wasn't him. I don't need to see no mole. That Negro got braids in his hair now, just like he had him then. You can easily get a mole removed. <laughs> That's all. Like you, like, well, he doesn't have a mole. Yeah, like the, you can't get that puppy burned off of you real quick. This is, this is one of those most frustrating things. When I saw that he got acquitted, it gave me a headache because I'm like, how, how, what Man. the hell, Chicago? For real? What the hell? Y'all are some great people in the city of Chicago, straight up. How the hell did you get 12 people? who apparently couldn't tell that that was R. Kelly in the tape. Stevie Wonder could see that was R. Kelly in the damn tape, for God's sake. You mean to tell me that y'all couldn't do it? No, unacceptable. <laughs> so, yes, while we had a little bit of fun with it at the time, you got to understand I was almost 10 years younger there. Yeah, I know. That was me at 28 years old. Try that one on. But while we had a little fun with that, there was a lot of legit anger there. Both me and Cut Nice. There's a lot of legit anger. And it's crazy how much the world has changed in that amount of time. But it's also crazy how much the world hasn't changed in that amount of time. The things that have changed have been both good and bad. The things that have not changed includes how we treat our women. And when I say our women, I mean black women. I'm talking about black and brown girls. Black women especially for years and years and years and years have been telling you that R. Kelly is a dirtbag. Telling you this. But also, black women for years and years and years, a lot of them also supported R. Kelly. Some of them were some of his biggest advocates when I was doing Feel the Hunger Radio. And yet, 
he preyed upon the innocence of young black women and young girls. Took advantage of it because he knew he was going to get a pass from a lot of black people. You want to know what I've been hearing the last few days? It's not, my God, we finally understand what kind of a scumbag he is, or we already knew. A lot of the stories have been known for almost a quarter century. What I've been hearing is something very similar to the same crap I was hearing about Bill Cosby, a lot of the same silly crap I was hearing about the guy we're going to talk about in the second half of this show, Michael Vick, about the silly crap from Chris Brown, and every single black male celebrity who does something stupid. Well, this this inter-white guy here did it. How come they get a pass and R. Kelly doesn't? Why in the hell would you want to give a pass to somebody molesting young girls? Ain't nobody's music that damn good to look past that. And yes, history has had a lot of problematic people. History's had a lot of very talented, exceedingly problematic people. Roman Polanski, Michael Jackson. We got one on each side. Jerry Lee Lewis and Johnny Cash and Elvis Presley. We we knock these things down over and over and over again. There are a lot of people who are extremely talented. But I don't give a damn how talented you are. I don't care what kind of albums you make. I don't care if you're the so-called king of R&B, the Pied Piper of R&B. The dude called himself the Pied Piper for God's sake. Just go read what the Pied Piper was. He's been laying a trail. He's been crying out for help. He's been crying out to be caught for 25 years and all y'all care about is when's the next single and when's the next concert so we can put on some ugly white linen outfit and go two-step in the middle of the night in the summertime. Y'all make me just as sick as R. Kelly because we've raised the generation of people that basically wants to give free passes to everybody that has talked about how fame somehow makes you exempt from things. Or you shouldn't be punished as harshly for things. Hell, O.J. Simpson, who just got out on damn parole, took advantage of that. But he's not black, he's O.J. Okay. They talked about R. Kelly starting up a cult. But there's always been one cult that surrounds dudes like R. Kelly and Bill Cosby and Michael Jackson and Chris Brown. It's that cult of personality. And no, I'm not talking about living color. No, I'm I'm not talking about CM Punk. It's that cult of personality that surrounds fame. It's that cult of personality that lets you somehow let someone who is highly charismatic, who can talk a good game, who can, they they got that gift of gab or they got that charisma or whatever, that you let them get away with some of the most heinous, ridiculous things ever. And it doesn't make a difference what your race is. It doesn't make a difference what your nationality is. A scumbag is a scumbag. And R. Kelly... I don't care if those girls are 25 years old or 35 years old. You're a scumbag. And if you want to make excuses for R. Kelly, you're a scumbag too. I've had it. I've been talking about this fool for 15 years at least, of be- not 20 years really, of being a complete and total terrible human being. Can we not be terrible? Can we not do this anymore? Can we finally hold somebody to account for being a scumbag? 
because that's what he is. I don't care how good his music is. Music doesn't give you a free pass to abuse a young black girl. Because unfortunately, as we have found out, they are the group of people that no matter what they do, no one takes their concerns seriously, nobody believes in them, and nobody really wants to have their damn back. And we owe that to the next generation of young black women to stand up for them instead of victim blaming and shaming them and trying to find loopholes to let someone get away with abusing them and mistreating them. My name is J. Scott Smith. Coming up after this break, I got another dude who's about to get flamed. We're not getting a really positive thing happening on this week's show because I'm pissed off. The fire is back. I'm J. Scott Smith, and this is episode 45 of the People's Podcast. This is JSC Radio, and we'll be back after this as Doc Gillingsworth takes us into the break. What the hell is wrong with you people? Every famous nigga that gets arrested is not Nelson Mandela? Yes, the government conspires to put a lot of innocent black men in jail on fallacious charges, but R. Kelly is not one of those men. We all know the nigga can sing. But what happened to standards? What happened to bare minimum? You a fan of R. Kelly? You want to help R. Kelly? Then get some counseling for R. Kelly. Introduce him to some older women. Hide his camcorder. But don't pretend like the man is a hero. Check it out. This is JSC Radio. And stop the damn dancing. Act like you got some goddamn sense, people. In 50 feet, turn left. Why are you driving so slowly? After a few drinks, I'm taking it slow. Well, you're not fooling the cop behind you. What? Get ready to pay in point one miles. <sighs> Getting pulled over for buzz driving could cost you around $10,000 in fines, legal fees, and increased insurance rates. Nothing kills a buzz like getting pulled over for buzz driving because buzz driving is drunk driving. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Hey now, it's J. Scott Smith here, the host of JSC Radio, which you can now hear on Stitcher Radio. That's right, Stitcher is radio on demand. Now you can download the free app today and it's available on iOS, Android, as well as Nook and Kindle Fire. You can take JSC Radio anywhere. The app is free. You can listen anytime, anywhere. Now, if you're wondering what Stitcher is, Stitcher is an award-winning free app that lets you listen to all of your favorite shows, plus discover 40,000 news, entertainment, and sports shows, such as JSC Radio. You can create custom playlists. You can rate and review this show and others on Stitcher. Please drop a friendly review on the show. Not only is Stitcher available on all smartphones and tablets, it's also in over 4 million car dashboards. It's on demand and on the go. No downloading, no syncing, no wasted memory on any of your devices. You can stream your favorite podcasts, like JSC Radio, for free on Stitcher. If you don't have the Stitcher app, simple. Go to Stitcher.com today or check out the App Store on whichever device you use. Stitcher Radio. Be sure to check it out. This is JSC Radio. Mike, you went through a situation where, for lack of a better word, toxic, coming out of prison, a lot of controversy around you because of the dogfighting deal. Tony Dungy wrapped his arms around you and helped get you back into the NFL. That's what I want to see from Colin Kaepernick, a football person, him get involved with. And I think he needs to actually talk and put his name on what he feels about the NFL and wanting to play. 
I think he needs to speak for himself. I think he really does. First thing we got to get Colin to do is cut his hair. What are you talking about? You know, I mean, <laughs> listen, I'm not up here to try to be politically correct, but, you know, even if he puts cornrows in it, I, I don't think he should represent himself, you know, in that way in terms of, you know, just the hairstyle. Just go clean cut. You know, why not? You know, you're already dealing with a lot, a lot of controversy surrounding this issue. Um, That's a fascinating thing to hear you say, Mike. That, that he needs to do is... You know, just try to be presentable. I mean, look, so all the social media stuff that he's doing, look, we, we get it, we understand it. It, it. It's time for, you know, Collins to step up in a different way. And, you know, I think primarily the reason why he's not signed to a team right now is because of the last two seasons. This is JSE Radio. Welcome back. Episode 45 of the People's Podcast. And, yeah, I had to. We got to talk about him. There's no two ways around it. There's no there, there's no way to avoid it. Just like you're coming off the first half of this show talking about R. Kelly. Now I got to deal with the other guy that we clowned a hell of a lot on Feel the Hunger Radio back in 2008, and that's Michael Dick. But first and foremost, again, want to shout out Doc Illingsworth. Big ups to Doc Illingsworth. He's the guy who's dropped so many of these new beats that you've been hearing up and down this show the last few weeks and you're going to continue to hear it because he's just that damn good. Big ups to my man Rufio Jones. Be sure to get at him on YouTube because he has his new YouTube series called Allow Me. Pretty much he tests out and tastes the food so you don't have to. If you ever wonder how something might taste, how something good is, he goes out and does it on YouTube. Pops up at least once a week. That's YouTube.com. Rufio Jones. Go check out Allow Me. Also want to thank each and every one of you who are listening to this show on Apple Podcasts, iTunes. Just hit that subscribe button and you get this show new episode every week. Damn it. Cannot forget that every single damn week. Also, to those of you listening on Google Play, thank you. On SoundCloud, which thankfully is not going anywhere, that's the home of this thing, soundcloud.com slash JSC Radio to go get on the show there. And of course, on Stitcher Radio, as you heard in the promo, be sure to hit the subscribe button wherever you find podcasts. Subscribe right here to JSC Radio. And be sure to show love to jscottsmith.com where every single Friday is the JSC Words of Wisdom, the JSC Wow, giving you something a little motivational to take your ass into the weekend. So we've made it to the second half of this show. And this, this segment's not going to go nearly as long as the first one, but Michael Vick is an idiot. I mean, there's, I mean, we knew that. Michael Vick's been an idiot since he was at Virginia Tech. What you heard there at the start of the segment was Michael Vick sitting on Fox Sports 1 with everyone's favorite self-hating black man, Jason Whitlock, talking about Colin Kaepernick. Now, if you recall about a year ago, around this time was when the whole Colin Kaepernick thing jumped off. Did a couple shows on it, actually. <laughs> Go figure. And at the time when it happened, people lost their damn minds and acted like idiots. I mean, you would have thought Colin Kaepernick murdered somebody or beat up a bunch of women or drove drunk and killed somebody or sexually assaulted a woman or beat up a guy in a bar or killed a friend of his or stole money from somebody or got caught moving drugs oh I'm sorry that's what all the other guys who still have jobs in the NFL have done Colin Kaepernick took a knee protesting police brutality against black 
males and black people, really, here in the United States. Black and brown people. And yet, he's a free agent who magically can't find a job. And every zipper head with a sports talk radio show, want to talk about sports, is saying that Colin Kaepernick is, it's not race. That's not why he's, it's not the flag thing. That's not why he signed. It's the type of player he is. It's his stats. It's his talent. He's just not good enough to sign with these teams. Let me get this straight. It's the best way I can put this. That's bullshit. And you know it. You want to tell me apples to apples, Ryan Fitzpatrick is better than Colin Kaepernick? Hmm? Apples to apples. You want to tell me that Ryan Fitzpatrick, who never met an interception he couldn't throw, is better than Colin Kaepernick? I can't name the guy who backs up Matthew Stafford in Detroit, which is all you need to know. Was it? I think it's a Jake Rudock. I can't remember. Whoever the hell it is, somebody tweet me and tell me who the Lions are having out there as a safety valve in case Stafford gets hurt. It doesn't really matter if he gets hurt, the Lions are screwed. Hell, they weren't winning anything with him anyway. But that's my point. You want to tell me that Mitchell Trubisky and Mike Glennon are better than Colin Kaepernick? You want to tell me that whoever is backing up Dak Prescott in Dallas? You want to tell me Mark Sanchez is better than Colin Kaepernick right now? You want to tell me that any of the guys who are currently in San Francisco are better than Colin Kaepernick? I don't even know. I forgot who the backup is to Russell Wilson in Seattle. You want to tell me that guy's better than Kaepernick? As I'm recording this, Dan Orlovsky, who's best known as the guy who in 2008 ran out of the back of the end zone in Minneapolis as the Lions were on their way to 0-16 in really the only game they had a legitimate chance of winning. By the way, he ran out of the back of the end zone for a safety. The final score in that game was 12-10 Minnesota. You might have needed those two points somewhere along the way. Just saying. And Dan Orlovsky might possibly be one of the worst quarterbacks I've ever seen. Dan Orlovsky started on that 2008 Lions team because they were the 2008 Lions. If you go back to earlier this year when I did an episode talking about the Lions crashing and burning out of the playoffs, And I mentioned that Jim Caldwell was handed a ready-made Super Bowl team in Indianapolis. But when Peyton Manning got hurt and a couple other guys got hurt, the whole thing just exploded on him. You want to know who the quarterback of that team was? It was Dan Orlovsky. Dan Orlovsky, who's thrown all of one touchdown and one interception in five seasons. That Dan Orlovsky got signed before Colin Kaepernick. The Los Angeles Rams signed Dan Orlovsky. How in the royal blue hell did Dan Orlovsky get signed before Colin damn Kaepernick? I'll tell you why. It didn't have a damn thing to do with his ability. It had everything to do with him taking a stand and in turn taking a knee last year. And I wish people would just be honest about that. Just be real. 
Don't, I know this is 2017 where up is down and right is left and dogs are, are, are living with cats and everything is all discombobulated and people can tell bold-faced lies on TV from positions of power. And somehow we have to act as if this guy isn't intentionally trying to deceive us. Stop. I'd almost respect you more if you just said you're blackballing him. You're colluding to keep him out of the league. I'd almost respect you a touch more if you just gave it to us straight. But don't sit here and tell me it's because of his ability. Don't sit here and tell me it's because of his stats that he's not in the league. Because I'm going to call you a lying SOB every time you do. Don't lie to me. Don't tell me that Dan Orlovsky is better than Colin Kaepernick. Don't tell me that Mike Fitzpatrick or Ryan Fitzpatrick or Tim Fitzpatrick, or Jim Fitzpatrick, or Jason Fitzpatrick, or, 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 or whoever Fitzpatrick is better than Colin Kaepernick. Don't tell me that Mike Glennon is better than Colin Kaepernick. Don't tell me that some rookie is better than Colin Kaepernick. He's not. So you have Michael Vick, who goes on Fox Sports 1, with this show with Jason Whitley. I don't even know the name of the show. I don't watch it. Hell, I don't really watch Fox Sports 1. Albeit, if Shannon Sharp doesn't keep doesn't stop doing what he's doing, I might be forced to have to go find Fox Sports 1. Those of you who are patrons on the Patreon page, that's patreon.com slash Radio. I dropped a special half episode about a month ago for when Shannon Sharp made a very impassioned plea to stop the bullshit and cut the BS about racism in this country when he defended LeBron James after his house was vandalized with a racial slur. If you want to hear that episode, you got to get on Patreon. Patreon.com slash JSC Radio. Do it now. Toss me a couple bucks. I'll greatly appreciate it. And when I did that, Shannon really stuck out to me because he was unapologetic and very raw and very honest and very straight up about what he said. Well, he did it again. He was given a little bit of room to let it hang on Michael Vick. I'll let I'll let I'll let the the Hall of Famer do the talking from here on because he can he articulated it better than I could. Shannon, let me start with you. Does Vick have a point? No, he doesn't have a point. And what Michael Vick just did was continually perpetuate a stereotype that blacks that look a certain way, dressed a certain way, should be judged a certain way. What does Colin Kaepernick's hair have to do with anything? He need to reform his image from what? Some of the media and even Michael Vick has convinced himself that what Colin Kaepernick did by taking a knee was equal to, if not worse, than what Michael Vick went to prison for. Michael, you went to prison. You are a convicted felon. You needed to change your image. Colin Kaepernick took a knee. He took a knee in protest of black and brown unarmed men and women being killed at a disproportionate high rate compared to the percentage in which they represent in America. And the officers that were doing this killing, they were going unaccount- they were being held unaccountable for their actions. He took a knee. The very country that Colin Kaepernick took a knee in was founded on protest. We keep talking about he was disrespectful of the flag. 
we have yet to address the issue what he was trying to bring attention to. Larry Fitzgerald, he has dreads. Does he need to change his image? Hmm. Kawhi Leonard, on your favorite team, Skip, he has cornrows. Does he need to change his image? No, he does not. Stop perpetuating this stereotype, Michael Vick. My grandmother used to say, boy, sometimes when people get to where they go and they'll forget where they came from. Michael Vick, you were a convicted felon. Someone gave you a second chance. And you saying that Colin Kaepernick needs to cut his hair to change his appearance, to change the narrative around him. From what? He's never been arrested. He committed no crime. He killed no one. He abused no one. What is the image that he needs to portray? I don't get it. From Michael Vick, you would think, Skip, of all the guys that would understand this man's plight. Michael Vick went to prison for 18 months. He missed two years in the NFL. Michael Vick didn't have to tell anybody that he wanted to play again. And it just so happens there's more coincidence than what we really thought. Because guess how old Michael Vick was when he signed with the Philadelphia Eagles? 29. There have been a lot of think pieces and columns and angry blogs written the last few days about Michael Vick. I was one of those guys who was calling him a moron 10 years ago. When he got himself locked up for the dogfighting thing, and really it was more about him taking it across state lines, I had zero issue with them locking him up. I had zero issue with them arresting him. He committed a crime. Go to jail. Period. You abuse animals, you're never going to be good with me. I said it 10 years ago. This guy had the world in, it, in the palm of his hand. He was the king of Atlanta. The king of Atlanta. He made dynamic plays. He was really, really quick. He had, all the, he had all the makings of being a dynamic player. But there was always something missing there. And part of it was just that he didn't always seem to have his head right. He didn't always have his head in it. When he was focused, you couldn't touch him. There's still that highlight floating around on YouTube of him running through all 11 Minnesota Vikings for a game-winning touchdown. It was incredible. But at the same time, I mean, he had the, the playoff game. He went to Green Bay and beat the Packers in Lambeau Field. That pissed me off as a Lion fan because at that point, the Lions hadn't won a game in Lambeau in like 15 years. It would be like another 10 before they would. And Vic was a dynamic player, but he wasn't very smart. And he couldn't really win the big game either. Let's not, let, let's not forget that. And yes, I know I'm in Philadelphia where he eventually ended up after he got out of jail. But Michael Vick had the world in his hand and he gave it away. He was out there smoking blunts. He was out there getting his usher on and spreading around herpes. What up, Ron Mexico? We didn't forget. This dude had just signed a massive deal with Nike. He had just signed a massive contract in Atlanta. And he threw it all away to make $500 dogfighting. Dogfighting. And I had to listen to people justify what he did. You got idiots like Stefan Marbury and plenty others. You want to know how far people went to cape for Michael Vick? You had seemingly well-rounded and well-thought-out people saying, I can't stand dogs. Black people don't like dogs. Dog fighting's a part of our culture. The hell with dogs. What's wrong with fighting dogs? They're just dogs. People who, who don't even really think this way were saying such awful things to try to cape for Michael Vick. Michael Vick goes to jail. 
comes out. The league immediately is welcoming him back, really, with open arms. He's gone for two years. But they're welcoming him back with open arms. He ends up out here in Philadelphia. You got Tony Dungy mentoring the guy. And everybody is saying, oh, he did his time. He deserves a chance. He deserves a chance. He did his time. Eagles bring him in. And this is a guy who served time in jail for a pretty, pretty messed up crime. Pretty stupid crime. He basically gave away Scrooge McDuck's money bin for the change under your couch cushions. And they brought him back. I wasn't a big fan of people of them bringing him back, to be honest. But then again, I'm a dog lover. But this guy was welcomed back in, doing something far worse than Colin Kaepernick. Cleaned up his whole image. He got rid of the cornrows. He did everything you were supposed to do, quote unquote, if you're getting back on your feet and getting out of jail like OJ. So if... Colin Kaepernick were just coming out of jail, say if you were like Plaxico Burris and you're just coming out of jail and you want to clean up your act and clean up your image, I could almost listen to that. But telling that man to shave his afro and clean up his image and talking about it's because of his ability, that's why he's not in the league. Dude, stop. Dan Orlovsky just got signed in front of him. And I can tell you, Dan Orlovsky is not anywhere remotely close to Colin Kaepernick. The only thing they have in common is that they're both quarterbacks. And that's it. Colin Kaepernick is not some dude just touching down after doing a stretch. Colin Kaepernick is a guy who's who's taking a stand for social justice by taking a knee. Donated thousands of dollars to different causes. Hell, he donated $50,000 to Meals on Wheels. Clean up his image. Clean up what? I wish my image were like that. Not that I have a bad image, but I'm just saying, I wish I were like this dude. Guys like Colin Kaepernick scare self-hating black men like Jason Whitlock, for example, where Jason Whitlock just hates the man. Hates him. It's like it drives him up the wall. And he invited a dude like Michael Vick, who's the poster child for Mr. I cleaned up my act. You should do the same. Why? There's nothing wrong with him. Michael Vick, you went to jail. This has been a tough-ass week for dark-skinned black men such as myself. Our delegation ain't exactly been getting repped very well the last few days. Between Michael Vick, O.J. Simpson is just O.J. Simpson. Kevin Hart, Usher, who else? Who else wants in? Anybody? Bueller? We're not even going to get into R. Kelly. Anybody else? Anybody else want to make this chocolate complexion of mine look any worse? Any of you other brothers want to come out and do this? Because I'm getting tired of it. Colin Kaepernick basically sacrificed his NFL career to take a stand. And that's ballsy. Because there are a lot of guys in this league right now who are too scared to even get on Twitter to tweet about social injustice. This guy inadvertently gave up his career. I thought there would be one team that would take a shot on him. Considering teams have taken shots on rapists and drug drug addicts and murderers and abusers, domestic abusers, sexual abusers. Teams have taken chances Dudes, jailbirds, guys just getting out of jail got one extra shot. Colin Kaepernick was one play away from winning a a goddamn Super Bowl. 
and yet the Detroit Lions wouldn't sign him to back up Matthew Stafford? But then again, that's the Lions. They wouldn't sign a competent backup because they don't want Stafford to feel threatened in any sort of way. But you mean to tell me Colin Kaepernick couldn't be a backup in Carolina behind, I don't know, Cam Newton? Okay, maybe that's the best. That's not the best example. Colin Kaepernick couldn't be a backup to Blake Bortles in Jacksonville? Colin Kaepernick could start for the New York Jets. Colin Kaepernick could start for the Buffalo Bills. Colin Kaepernick could start for the Los Angeles Rams. He couldn't back up Carson Palmer. He couldn't make Drew Stanton work a little bit out there in Arizona. He couldn't be a backup in Denver. Hmm? He couldn't be a backup, well, I guess not Chicago. But hell, Mike Glennon is, he could easily start in front of Mike Glennon to set up Trubisky. You wouldn't put him behind Aaron Rodgers just in case something goes wrong in Green Bay. I can make a case for him to go to every single team in the NFL. He couldn't back up Russell Wilson. He couldn't back up whoever the hell's the quarterback in Minneapolis and Minnesota because I don't know if Bridgewater's coming back. About the only team I can think of, you want to tell me that you couldn't put him behind Tom Brady, but we know why he's not going there. But you couldn't put him behind Tom Brady. The only case I could make is maybe Miami because they paid all this money to Matt Moore. But other than that, Name a team where he couldn't be used. You couldn't put him in New Orleans behind Drew Brees. Dak Prescott couldn't use him as a backup. Houston Texans. Houston, hello. You couldn't have him go. The Raiders, for sake. The Raiders. They take on everybody. You mean to tell me the Oakland Raiders, the soon-to-be Las Vegas Raiders, couldn't take on Colin Kaepernick right now. They were the refuge for every scoundrel in the NFL. And you got a guy who's not even a scoundrel who's just been ostracized and blackballed for daring to stand up for the rights of black men, by the way, playing in a league that's majority black. Somebody, anybody, Bueller, Michael Vick, keep your mouth shut. You got a second chance that honestly... I don't really think you were entitled to because you were a moron. You gave away your opportunity for nothing. You gave away your opportunity to be an idiot. You gave away your, you gave away, pretty much you gave away, you killed the golden goose to go do hood rat shit with your friends and got yourself locked up. Colin Kaepernick took a stand for you. He took a stand for guys like Shannon Sharp. Yes, he even took a stand for Jason Whitlock. And guys like me and every other black man walking around in Philadelphia or New York or D.C. or Detroit or Atlanta or anywhere else. He took a stand. He saw something that wasn't right and simply protested it. And now he's blackballed and he's got ex-cons out here saying, maybe if he cut his hair, he could get into the league. Dude. Bugger off. And take Jason Whitlock with you. Because... I wish there were more people who were able and willing to essentially sacrifice their whole career. Muhammad Ali gave up three years of his. Colin Kaepernick might have given up the whole damn thing. I ain't got nothing but respect for what he did because there aren't a lot of guys out there who would have done it and Michael Vick is living proof, apparently, of that. Godspeed to Colin Kaepernick and who knows, maybe an NFL team might finally get their head out of the sand and realize that one, freedom of speech goes both ways. 
and you snowflakes better learn how to deal with the fact that occasionally freedom of speech is going to tell you something that you don't like. It's taking a stand for something that you may not understand. It's taking a stand for something that's bigger than you. Be a man. One of you NFL teams. One of you. Be a man. Take a shot. Sign the dude. If you keep insisting that you're not blackballing him, prove it. Take the shot. My name is J. Scott Smith. Telling you to take care of yourself. God bless. Always dare to be different. Always have your pets spayed or neutered. And we are out of here. Episode 45 of the People's Podcast. Episode Quarenta Cinco is in the books. Getting closer to 50, baby. I want to thank you once again for your support. Be sure to hit up jscottsmith.com for that JSC wow right now. And I'll holla at you next week. It'll be back on a Thursday. Figured I'd give you a Friday episode for the first time in a while. Goodbye, everybody. Have a great weekend. Thanks for coming out. God bless you. Good night. Check it out. This is JSC Radio. on the news about that five-year-old who found his uncle's gun. The kid didn't know it was loaded. I heard on the news about that 14-year-old girl who was bullied online. For like a year, she couldn't take it anymore, so she got her dad's gun from his nightstand. I heard on the news about that guy who broke into someone's house, stole a gun from the hall closet. He accidentally shot his cousin in the head. She killed herself. And later, killed the owner of the store he was trying to rob. If you own a gun, you have a full-time responsibility. When you aren't using it, be sure it can't get into the hands of curious children, troubled teenagers, a thief, or anyone else who might misuse it. Your family, friends, and neighbors are all counting on you. Remember, always lock it up. For more information on firearm storage safety, visit ncpc.org. This message brought to you by the National Crime Prevention Council, the Bureau of Justice Assistance, and the Ad Council.